we just talk? Can we just talk? Talk about where we're coming before we get lost. Let me out first. Can't get what we do without knowing. I've never felt like this before. I apologize if I'm moving too far. Can we just talk? Can we just talk? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where the facts are the facts and the opinions continue to hurt people's feelings. Please rate, review, like, heart, whatever it is that you do, and wherever it is that you do, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, we anywhere else? YouTube. You said YouTube? No, we're not on YouTube. Sometimes we really not on YouTube. But most of the time, we're not. Yeah, yeah. Also, as previously mentioned, the smoking session is now open 24-7. It really is. I, I think people take us lightly when we say that. I think once we started saying the smoking session is open 24-7, people stop going in there. It makes sense. It makes sense. The game, is the game coming on tonight? No, nah, game doesn't come on until Thursday. Oh, okay, okay. That's 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 a good that's a that's a good night. It's a good night. But anyways, man, you, you you liking it out there where you are? I like it wherever I'm at. I'm living in my best of times right now. Okay, okay. Do you, uh, are you are you in a in a in a uh, mental space where you're uh, missing any physical intimacy, or are you are you cool with just being by yourself? <laughs> I'm not missing any physical intimacy today. <laughs> I made sure I got everything I could handle before I left the house. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Man, just to get right to it, man, it, it, it really baffles me at the amount of people that responded to that survey the way they responded to it. Like, it still, like, kind of left me a little shook. And, um... The only thing I could do was walk away thinking to myself that people really don't know what intimacy really is, or everybody's definition of intimacy is is um everybody's definition of intimacy is probably the same, and it's really not that important to them, and that kind of scares me a little bit. Uh, Do you you remember the survey, right? Yeah, I remember the survey. I I forgot how it was worded, but I'm gonna pull it up right quick, man. But um. I mean, uh, oh yeah, all right. So I was like, what is or will be the more primary focus in your romantic relationship? And as I was saying it in my head, I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm thinking of a longer terms, you know, somebody's single right now and they're thinking to themselves, all right, when I get back into my next relationship or if I get into another relationship, um, I'm going to focus on one of these two things a little bit more. And the choices were, uh, more intimacy or talking and or communication. Um, me personally, I felt intimacy was more important. Um, what did you say? What did you say? Yours was? I said intimacy as well. I, I mean, I, I can't speak for you, but um, as I thought about that, and as the question even came up in my head, I just I sat there and I was thinking to myself, like, man, like, you know. 
day in and day out, I kind of feel like all we do is talk. All we do is talk. And I kind of feel like as grownups, um, for that to be the focus, I think that there's a bigger problem when you really feel like, okay, I need to talk and I need to communicate more. Um, obviously, talking and communicating is important, but I, I also think that um, it's the level of communication that is um, that's the real problem. I think people think talking more and communicating more solves the problem uh, versus actually talking about something that matters. Does that make sense? It, it makes sense to me. And, and real quick, the definition of intimacy is close familiarity or friendship, closeness. So when people think intimacy, they think sexual interactions. And That's it's all they think not about. that. Like to me, I could talk to my girl all day long, but if I get to a spot where I'm around her and I'm not touching her or she's on one side of the couch and I'm on one side of the couch or we go to bed and we don't hug or we don't cuddle, we don't kiss goodnight, we just turn our backs to each other, that's a problem in intimacy. Yes. Not not because we didn't have sex tonight. It's a problem because we weren't close. Like, we could have an argument and... If we held hands through the argument or held each other through the argument, that closeness, that intimacy is important because it shows that we're working on something together. We're not enemies in that moment. Definitely, definitely. For me, uh, the reason the reason I look at um, the talking and the communication thing and I kind of side-eye it is because, I mean, pretty much damn near my living is having to communicate with people. And for me... I don't really think I'm smarter than I feel like I'm 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 of average intelligence. And I kind of feel like when I'm when I'm dealing with people, it takes me about two or three interactions with that person for me to realize, okay, this is the type of communication this person needs. This person either needs me to pick up the phone and talk to them, this person either needs an email, or this person may need both. This person may need face-to-face meetings. I mean, as an adult, I kind of feel like we know what we're dealing with. So I understand that people people look at that question and they automatically think to themselves where I need to learn how to communicate better. And I think a lot of these people also have a tendency to overthink as well. And I think that when they look at talking and communicating with a partner that I assume that they've been with before, like, like you get with a partner and the first thing you're thinking is like, damn, I need to make sure I communicate, I communicate, I communicate. I kind of feel like that's cool, but in this in these modern times that we live in, I think that it's very important to create a closeness that makes that creates a comfortability that's hard to break. Because I kind of think that we day in and day out, we have our moments where we talk to people on a on a constant basis. And sometimes we get with our loved ones and we don't want to talk. So if we're with our loved ones or our mate or something like that, I would hope that that would be a perfect time to to simply be intimate, simply just be close and not run your fucking mouths. And and that's Mm -hmm. pretty much how I look at the whole situation. Like, everybody just want to fucking talk. Like, everybody's talking in some way all day. And if you get to your partner, all you want to do is talk, 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 talk. It's like, damn. Well, we've all been digital all day. If people only understood how important it was to be intimate, to be physical, they would understand, like, 
it really isn't the communication that's the problem. It's the it's the it's the uh, it's the distance that we create with people, and that we get we get comfortable with this distance. And to me, that's a real issue. We communicate all day long, from the time you leave the house to the time you get back to the house. Whoever you're talking to, you probably communicated to them all day long. It, whether it's text messages or tagging them on stuff on social media, you've talked to them all day long. So when you get to the house, you don't have that. Well, how was your day? Oh, you know, this happened, this happened, because you get it instantly. You hear that up to the minute. So your communication isn't bad unless you are mad at each other and then you're really not speaking or if you're busy and you're really not speaking. So you have the communication all there all the time. But what about this intimacy? Man, that, that, that intimacy, man, it's 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 going to it's going to be hard for it to be there, especially once again. If y'all are talking about a whole bunch of nothing, y'all went the whole day a bunch of bullshit small talk and y'all finally get together and the intimacy is the last thing on your mind because you've mentally wore each other out with a bunch of nonsense rather than, you know, keeping keeping conversations light and then actually getting home and having that face to face conversation. Like, I feel like that face to face conversation still falls in the line of intimacy because it's more personal. I think that's one thing that we lack today. Like. You don't get that face to face a lot, and a lot of times when you get that face to face with people, y'all probably drunk, y'all probably getting, <laughs> y'all probably getting cocktails or some shit like that, and y'all probably saying stuff that y'all not even gonna remember, and it's, it, it, it takes away from it. So, I personally feel like obviously with intimacy and communication, you know, they can kind of mesh. But the important thing to note is when you're constantly communicating, it is very important to make sure that the context of what you're communicating is worthwhile. Make sure that it's important. I don't think, I simply don't think that the primary focus should be more talking, more communicating, because we are all adults. We are, we, we all are doing our best, especially if you get with somebody that doesn't have your same love language. Like everybody doesn't, everybody doesn't communicate the same. Even if it's not with the talking being primary like i agree intimacy is primary but the talking is very important because nobody's mind readers nobody are experts on body language or anything like that so you could be curled up in a corner and i could think something wrong with you and i could not but it's really not up to me to read your body language true like you should be able to say hey you did this and you pissed me off that's to, to even think somebody's good at reading body language is insane to me because that shit is not easy. That shit, you have to be around a person for a long ass time to really, to really get to that point where that nonverbal, those nonverbal cues are actually flawlessly executed. You know what I mean? Like that's a, that's a, that's wild to me. I mean, I guess that's similar to the girl that wants to holler at you in the club and instead of coming up to you, talk to you, she's just staring at you. It's like, you know, if if dudes wouldn't just used to being hollered at, then that that type of nonverbal communication wouldn't work. Like once again, it's not it's not that is, that doesn't even require more communication. It's simply just communicating the wrong way because you can say one thing and you can get the message across that one time. It doesn't take more of it. It doesn't take an abundance of it. But I'm telling you now, intimacy. Just based on a lot of the stuff that I've been reading, a lot of the stuff that I've been looking at lately, like people need to understand that we're living in a generation where they say, where they say, I want to say about 
30% of us are having less sex than the prior generation. And to me, that's wild because when I think about how much I see sex on screen and as much as I see sex on telephones, like, and as much as I hear about sex, you would think that it's just something that's just happening everywhere. But then when you really think about it, it goes back to what I was saying before. Like, it's a digital disconnect. It's a digital distance that we've drawn between ourselves to where I almost feel like people think simply texting and FaceTiming is intimate enough. And that's wild to me. It's like, damn, like, y'all don't even want to be around each other no more? And it's, it's crazy that we've got to this point in society where it's like, even when you meet somebody new, you text them a whole time, like all the time, 24-7. But then it's like, who takes the step like, hey, let's go hang out. Let's go meet up. Like, people take days, maybe even weeks to get to that point when you could just, obviously, I got your number, you got mine. There's some interest there. Hey, what you doing tonight? Let's go grab a drink. Like, why does it take so long to get there to that point? I think people are terrified of it. I think people are scared of it. Once again, people just want to talk. People just want to talk and communicate. They just want, they just want to run their mouths. They just want people to hear their thoughts. But nobody wants to get close with each other anymore. And, and, and a lot of that has to do with shit I've said in prior episodes. Everybody's so paranoid. Nobody's really trusting of each other anymore. Everybody thinks everybody's trying to get over. So if, if you can create that distance between people and just only talk, and just only, you know, speak from a distance, then you don't have to worry about getting screwed over. But at the same time, I mean, it all depends on who you're talking to. Because there's cats out there that's catfishing people. There's cats out there that's scamming people from, from Spain, you know, getting, 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 a, securing a bag. And they, they weigh in, you in Idaho, and they weigh in fucking Greece somewhere. Like, it's, the game is wild right now. And, and I think a lot of that would be eliminated if people jump to those steps a lot sooner. Like, not soon, soon, but to the point where you're like, okay, cool. I know you. Uh, we, we we have you know we had a couple conversations. Now it's time to now it's time for this intimacy. It's time for this face to face. Let's see what happens when we actually get close. But like I said, I really think people are scared of it because when you're actually in that space where you actually have to look somebody eye to eye, somebody's actually getting to see your mannerisms. Somebody's actually being able to read you. They're actually being able to know you. I think that terrifies people and everybody's running around trying to figure out, you know, Oh, you know, why, why does that person not, why are they still single or why are they still living this type of life? It's because they, they, they just, they just want to talk. Everybody just want to talk. <laughs> it's that simple. The crazy part about it is, would you rather waste your time or be so afraid that somebody will actually get to know you? People rather waste their time. People, people, once again, people just want to be entertained. That's what everybody does nowadays. It really feels like every time I look up, somebody's just using you for their, for their own, for their own, um, their own, you're like a tool to them. So they get bored. They're like, oh, I need somebody to talk to. So they're going to text you. They're going to DM you just out of boredom. That's why, that's why sexting and sending nudes is such a big deal these days. I mean, we was, we just saw Iggy Titties the other day. That don't mean shit. We see titties all the time. What is a what is a what is a naked she woman's mad, body? She's more mad about it than people are excited about it. That's because what's what is what is to be excited about though? It's just another chick titties, and that's that's what that's what we've created. We've it, it used to take intimacy to see a chick's tits. Now it's now I just I, I just turn I look at my phone. 
some some, some chick sending me her boobs, some chick sending me her ass. Like there's no there's no there's no um it's not sacred anymore. The woman's body is just man whatever. And then it's same thing with females. Females getting these random uh, dick pics. It's like okay, seen a thousand dicks. I don't even want to see them no more. You know, and, and, and everybody's so pretty. attractive about the dick. You say what? There's nothing attractive about the dick. <laughs> I mean, you definitely got to say pause on that. But <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's real though. That's that's a that's an honest statement. I don't I don't like to go there. But at the end of the day, like I don't look at any genitalia and just be like, oh my god, like this is gonna make my day. No, I just I don't tick like that. I mean, some people might tick like that, but I don't tick like that. And a lot of people don't tick like that because they become numb to it. Maybe when they were 14 and you seen the little booby magazine, you're like, oh, oh God, like, oh my God, some, some boobs. Now it's like, oh shit, this chick out here showing her ass again. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh man, it's, it's, it just doesn't mean anything anymore. And once again, I think it's a digital distance that we've created that has made intimacy of an afterthought. And once again, all people want to do is talk. It's like, Jesus. I mean, I want to talk. I have a, we got a podcast. Me and you talking on the podcast. After I'm done with this, I'm good. Like, I don't, I don't really necessarily need to, 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 um, to have these type of conversations with anybody else. When it comes to anybody else, more than likely, I'm like, hey, shit, you want to hang? Let's hang. Other than that, I can chill by myself. I mean, cause, cause really, what, right. what's the use? I don't need to talk to a million people. Just saying, just saying, man. I mean, I, I, I feel, I feel for this generation because I think this generation is is um definitely at a at a place where they don't they don't see it as an issue because they probably get what they feel is enough of it, but when it's all said and done. They they get to a certain point in their life where they realize, like, damn, is it really enough? When they start asking themselves the real questions, I mean, it's it's I mean, a, it's a slippery slope. We're story. in the generation of the of the likes and the comments. Like that's mm-hmm. just, that's what we have to have to validate us. Almost, it's almost like that feels better than orgasms that some of these people. Bruh, just saying, man, like. They, I was reading. I was reading this article, and it was talking about um, a lot of it has to do with the fact that we're the uh, we're the caution culture. We we're, we take caution for everything. That's why birth rates are down. That's why people wait longer for marriage. We're cautious about everything. We don't want to get with a certain maid if they're not financially stable. We don't want to get with a certain. We don't want to get with a certain person if we don't know what their um what their credit score is. We don't want to sleep with a certain person if uh, we don't. We haven't had a chance to go take the STD test together, or we're simply just not messing with a person if they don't have a certain level of popularity. They don't get a certain amount of Instagram likes. Like we're just so cautious about everything. It's like everything is about my reputation, about my image, and nobody's actually. I don't really think everybody's having fun anymore. Like I say it all the time. Like I really feel like a lot of people step out the house. Like I saw, I saw it this Memorial Day weekend. Like, I saw a lot of people just, you know, making their weekends look funner than what they were. And I was like, I'm almost certain if I get there, it's just going to be a bunch of people standing around, Snapchatting, putting <laughs> shit on their Instagram story. And it's like, this isn't fun. This isn't, you take away from the intimacy of the moment when when you're here 
and mentally you're in you're in you're in digital world. That's you, you, that's why that's why that's why every and then when you're in the digital world, all you're doing is is commute. You're, you're talking to people. Everybody, oh damn, where you at? And you tell them where you at. You you know what you about to do? You about to do this? And it's just like, all right, y'all just y'all chat it up. Y'all talking. What's next? It's it's like that ten seconds that you see on Snapchat or the Instagram story, or whatever. That's all the fun that was going on. Then they just go back to sitting there. Scrolling social media, not interacting with the people they're there with, because they don't they don't know how to be together. I think I think I think it's, and I'm saying that when it's time to like really have fun and 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 relax and and be yourself. I think everybody does a pretty good job of it at work. I think we're all kind of forced to do it at work. It's almost like a programming. It's like okay, for these eight to nine hours, I'm gonna be a human being, but I'm actually I'm actually a robot right now because I'm. I'm not really doing what I want to do, but the minute I step out of my, you know, my um, my robotic realm and I get to be myself, shit, it's like I'm a zombie now, because I'm I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna disconnect from my work life, connect into my social life, and my social life is all algorithms and and and, and matrix code. That's crazy. That you can't get you can't you can't get it's physical like with that shit. Work. You're making the best of your situation at the time, so I got to put some of my own personality into it just to survive, basically. But then yeah, when yeah. you leave, there's no point in being robotic. Yeah, that that that, that, make, that makes sense. I mean, I, I I think about people that that stay disconnected all the time or as much as they can, and uh, it, it had me thinking about you know people you know that how people utilize their do not disturb, and um. I, I like to imagine that a lot of people you utilize their do not disturb because they really don't want to be bothered and they want to disconnect. But I think the do not disturb is just kind of like a of way it's it's a filter to to someone probably trying to get too close. You know what I'm saying? Like they know that eventually if they talk to somebody too long, that person might want to come see them. That person may want more. So it's like let me put this shit on do not disturb. That way I can block people out. And I can just ignore people. Because at the end of the day, you on do not disturb, but you on you on social, you on all different types of social media. If I wanted to contact you on social media, I could, but you just don't want to be. You don't want me to actually contact your phone. That's why when you go out, and, and a lot of times you talk to, you try to, you know, get a girl's number. They're quicker to give you their social media than the actual number because that number is a lot more intimate because it's closer. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and a lot of people would rather do the social media because the social media is so easy to. The, the social media account is so easy to filter. You never know when a person's really online. Just to saying. me, I use my do not disturb when I'm going to bed. Because I, I don't sense. want the random alerts and stuff in the middle of the night. stuff like I, I don't want that. I use my do not disturb pretty much once I leave work. And it becomes more of a, I'll check it when I feel like it. When I'm at work, I mean, I, my, my, my phone my phone's pretty dry as far as like actual text messages, but I'm one of those people too. They're like, I'm just not handing my phone number out willy nilly. So speaking from experience, but that's how, that's how, that's how I could kind of, you know, I can relate to them. And I kind of ask my, I had to ask myself, why do I do that? And that's why, because it's like, I want to create that block. But for me, like it's only certain people that I need to be, I feel I need to be close to. I don't need to be close to everybody. So it's not that big of a deal, but like, but, in reality, like I look at certain people and I'm like, 
I doubt that you're close to anybody, especially people that on a constant basis talk about why they're still single. How come they're still single? Complaining about being single. And it's like, well, part of the reason probably why you're single is because you don't fuck with nobody. The only time you really mess with people is in this digital space that you're in. That ain't healthy. A lot of people wonder why they're, a lot of people wonder why they're like, um, not successful when it comes to how they uh, carry themselves in a social atmosphere. That's why this, um, this growing of social awkwardness is becoming so, um, so much of a norm because of the fact that, I mean, motherfuckers just don't get close anymore. You're not talking to people anymore. On that on that level, most of the conversation that you have on some of these platforms are pretty much just small talk. Unless you're one of those nerds or or just a nigga that got time on Twitter, you ain't going back and forth with nobody. Duval taught you better than that. No. So, so just it's, it's it's crazy, man. It's crazy. But uh, uh, speaking of communication, I don't want to stay on that all day. So how did you feel about the movie? Someone great. I thought it was a decent movie. I expected to get the whole, oh, you know, they end up blinking up and working things out. But then I got into it and I was kind of like, okay, I feel like this is one of those. There's so much around the city that reminds her of him and them and their relationship that she just has to leave. So, so. And then when I, when I got to the end, it was kind of like, a, these were just two good people that weren't good for each other. And, and, and that's really the, the, the spot I wanted to talk about, kind of how it ended. Because I kind of felt like that is a lot more common than people like to re, like like to accept. Like, I don't really think it was any bad blood, and I don't think it would have been necessary for bad blood. Now, I think it's more of along the lines that they just met, they just met each other on the wrong part of the timeline. Like, you you're going here, this person's here growing, and you're going there to grow more. And it's like, well, y'all just met each other at the wrong time. Y'all are right for each other. But I think, I think that's a conversation that people um, tend to, like, they tend to take it the wrong way. I mean, because that's basically what happened. She went to L.A. because she had a job offer, and he was staying there because he was comfortable at his job, right? Mm-hmm. He, he had so just got in, basically. Yeah, so I kind of feel like, you know, it that happens a lot of times when you're, when you're, um, when you're in a relationship, I mean, especially at the age that they were at, I mean, it is what it is. I think, I think people, I think people struggle. I think, I think the, one of the coolest things about that movie was the fact that you saw what a modern day relationship looks like. It looked, and it caught, like I told you, you got Lakeith Stanfield playing this dude and it's like, he's just being a nigga. Like they were nice to each other. They were sweet to each other. They had their moments. I mean, it didn't have anything to do with cheating or anything like that. I mean, but at the end of the day, these are two career people. And if I'm not mistaken, they did communicate, right? Yep, they did communicate. They did communicate, and they did get intimate, right? They got busy. Yeah, and I kind of I can tell by the way that she was acting, it wasn't the communication that she was missing. It was, the, it was him. It was him being there. You know, I mean, I just, I don't see why people don't understand that. That that concept to me is a simple concept to grasp when you really think back and look at the shit that you miss. Like, people aren't, 
stressing over somebody that they lost because they didn't get to talk to them enough. No, it's because you want them there. And I think that's one of the things that was cool to me. Like she wanted him there so much that she imagined them in places. He wasn't even there. That's how it really gets. But yeah. But yeah, like I said, I, I definitely, I definitely like the fact that they they um they made that kind of clear to where it was like, yo, you know, it's it, it, it's it's cool that you you're gonna go your own way. And you never know. Like I mean, you can easily have a part two of that movie where they do come back together. But in the reality of the dating world that we're in, people, pe- you can't pass up opportunities. Opportunities are are a beast, and they they come they come they don't they don't come like that. So when they come like how they came to her, yeah. it was it was pretty important. Like I understand her taking the the opportunity, and I also understand him being like, I'm just not going to do the long distance because even like he said, it's bigger than long distance. Could would, have we talked about that before? Doing long distance relationships, that's pretty tough. Many years ago, yeah, that's pretty tough. I just, I, th- I don't, I don't think in these times that a long distance relationship, I, I don't think that would work. I don't, uh, yeah, I don't even think that with would work. all the accessibility you have for text messaging and FaceTiming and, and everything, that intimacy, that closeness, just can't be replaced. There you have it. <laughs> that communication ain't gonna do shit. All that talking, all that talking in the world ain't gonna. Eventually, you're gonna do all that talking, and you're gonna be like, "Hey, you need to come here." Yeah, I need to see you. That's how important it is. I, I guess, I guess, in my mind, it's just, it's just somebody. It's just this is my way of telling the world, like, "Hey, you know, don't be clingy, obviously, but understand that there's a fundamental importance of." why we value people with us around us and we need to be more appreciative of it and i think a lot of times when a person does realize it, that's when they become clinky and obsessive and they don't want to let you go but the reality is you got to find that balance because we know women love to talk and women women love intimacy just as much i just don't think that people realize how much uh how how undervalued intimacy is until it's too late and that's a that's a that's a important thing and i and i and that's why one of the things that i, I got from that movie that's why i was thinking i that movie, that movie made me think a lot of thoughts and i'm just sitting there like i mean as simple as that movie was everything about that movie was like okay i'm sitting here and i'm and i'm seeing two people that I don't even know how, how long was their relationship. I can't remember. I, I don't recall. I want to say it was like eight years. I, I know he went through several hairstyles, which Bro, was very well because it went from a shortcut to a longer cut. He did. He did. He did. He did. And I think, did they ever talk about her, like why he didn't propose? I don't think so. Then that was kind of cool the way they just kind of just let that be. Like, it's kind of weird to me how like that's so like, I was talking to you earlier about how like, it's wild to me how this generation in particular tries to stress over marriage, but we're so untrusting of each other. It's like a lot of people jumping into marriages and trying to live this, this American dream, this white picket fence life. And it's like, in all honesty, those things should be the type of things that we're willing to wait for. 
because once again, we are the caution. We we do embrace caution and culture in this society. So when I see people doing the opposite of that, it's kind of weird to me because I feel like caution culture makes sense because we're not really ready to do a lot of things. So when I see people like talking about it and like stressing over it, it just gets me to thinking like, man, like you're, you're, you're like, you're, you're, you're caught in between the two realities. Like you're still in the 20th, you got this 20th century heart, but you're living in this 21st century in these modern times. And it's like, you might need to wake up and like, you find somebody, you need to enjoy that person and, and, and don't run them off with all that fucking talking. Cause ain't nobody trying to hear all that shit. You know, it's just saying, bro. But, but you, like you said, it's a rock and a hard place because you're, you're still cautious, but also you want to put the pedal to the metal, so to speak. So you got to really find that balance of like, I'm just really enjoying your time. We get married. Cool. We just figuring stuff out. That's cool. I, I mean, I, I feel like relationships could be so much simpler if people really went in there with the mindset of, okay, these are the things that I find important. Like, these are not even the things that I like. These are the things that keep me happy on a day-to-day basis. These are the things that, this is what gives me purpose. And I think when two people see the things that give them purpose and they make and those two things, those few things or however, however many things kind of align, I think that makes for a, a healthier bond rather than just, I just need somebody that's going, you know, when I'm mad, they're going to listen to me. Like what is that? Mm-hmm. You need to go go find a therapist. Go find a therapist. Like, I, and that's and that's why I think we are. Like, I think we're in a place where everybody's trying to have this at home therapist, and everybody's not built for that. Everybody's not. Everybody's not built no, to be. It's really your. You say what? It really takes a toll on that other person that they have to be your therapist. Like they have to coach you and pull you through all these dark and hard times that you go through. That's not what your spouse, significant other isn't for. That's what it seems like. That's what it seems like. It's that's what's being brought on them. And it's, it, it, it's brought on a person. And by the time they realize like, damn, like I'm not built for this. That's when shit starts crashing. That's why, that's what, that's why I, I like some of the questions that, that, um that I get. And that's, that's why when I see certain things, I ask these questions and I'm like, man, like that makes me wonder. And that's what, that's, that's why I am here on my soapbox today talking about commu- uh, communication and intimacy, because I really, really feel that it's some wild times we live in when people really think that it's really that hard to communicate. It really ain't. I mean, I'm going to say it again. It's really not that hard. It's just a simple fact that people communicate in a way or people have a style of communicating that just doesn't translate well to their partner. And they need to be open-minded enough to, to realize that. And speaking of open-minded, I asked a question the other day about pertaining to partners. And I was just wondering to myself, what do you think is more important? Do you think it's more important to, to, to have a person, or, or not even more important, do you find it more appealing when a person is open-minded or when a person is down to earth? Uh, I forget what I answered, but I, I think I went open-minded. 
why, why do you think you went open-minded? Because you can be down to earth and be really stuck in your ways. And I can't function with somebody that feels like they know everything. Okay. So and, you, can, and, you can be down to earth, be cool, whatever, what have you, but you can also be stuck in your ways. And that could be, that could be a turnoff to me because I like a give and a take in a relationship. I like to be able to learn and I like to be able to educate because I feel that's what makes a, a relationship grow when you can learn from each other. And if you're not okay. open-minded, that's going to be a hard sell. So when you think of open-minded, you automatically think of somebody that's there is no there is no step in your ways when you're open-minded. I mean, you everybody has their morals and stuff that they just won't do or just won't change. But then there's there's things like okay, if they say that this will make this better or make this run better. You know, you're open enough to give it a try, even if it's on a short term basis. Okay. 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 Hmm. I, I think, I mean, I, I went with down to earth just based on the fact that I, I kind of feel like I'm pretty much, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can't consider myself an open-minded person. I, I definitely think that I'm more down to earth. And when I think of down to earth, I just kind of feel like a person that's down to earth is a, a lot more easygoing. And um, they're they're a lot more peaceful, and um, I think of down to earth. I think of somebody that's less chaotic. And at the place where I'm at in my life, I kind of feel like that's that's important to be, you know, a peaceful person, less chaotic. And it it it, it doesn't mean that a down to earth person is easy to control, because like you said, a down to earth person can have a, a a tendency to be stuck in their ways. But I also think a, a, a down to earth person. Um, definitely has a um a degree of understanding that makes them easy to talk to and makes them makes it easy for mm -hmm. them to connect with good perspective. you say what that's a good perspective no, i mean that's that's how i see it i kind of feel like open-minded people i think of open-minded people and i kind of think of what this world what this world is coming becoming today i think this world is becoming a place where open-minded people are are just so so in abundance that nobody's really thinking. Everybody's just like, oh, I'm oh, I'm down for whatever. I'm down for whatever. But I've always I've always heard people say, man, don't be so open-minded that it seems like your your, your brain fell out your head. And I, I always kind of just mm -hmm. looked at open-mindedness with a degree of like, hey, you, you may be open-minded, but I mean, when when is enough enough? Like when I was younger, I think the open-mindedness was more of a. I like open-minded people because they're they're adventurous. But I, 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 it's it's a it's only a degree of an adventure that I really care for these days. So so obviously this is a this is more of an age perspective. I think I think a twenty-two or twenty-three-year-old is probably going to want to get with somebody that's open-minded. But I think eventually the world kind of kind of slows you down and humbles you a little bit, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to take a break. I'm going to chill. And I think that's what that's how you get that down-to-earth person. Because I, I I don't know, maybe, I mean, because I even had somebody tell me that they're, they're almost one and the same, depending on how you look at it. And um, I, I felt it, but I also, I also I, the more I thought about it, I, I, I've also came, around, came across open-minded people that have a tendency to be a little snobby, too. Because open-minded people always kind of look at you like, like, well, yeah, it's it's whatever, duh, like, you know. I, of, of course I'm into this and you know it's it's sort of it's a sort of arrogance that comes with the fact that they're down for whatever or they're open-minded oh you know of course I've tried that 
You know what I mean? Like it's that's my experience. I don't know if everybody else experienced like that, but that's kind of how I experienced experience open-minded people compared to down to earth. But then again, like you said, I mean, down to earth people probably can be stuck in their ways in a negative way, to where it's like, man, like you 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 cool, but shit, like you ain't you ain't you ain't you ain't willing to adjust to anything or willing to to make any you know substantial changes or compromises to make me to make me feel better. See, a lot of times when I think of open-minded... And like... Go ahead. And like you say, with the open-minded people, they can be open-minded to the point where they don't make a decision. And they can be as infuriating as a closed-mind person. Ooh-wee! That is frustrating, bro. That is very frustrating. It's like, what the fuck? Once again, an open-minded person has that attitude like, I'm down for whatever. And it's like, okay... But what though? <laughs> you know, it's like it's almost like a down. It's almost like an open-minded person is like you're constantly trying to mold them, and that's why I think a lot of people like open-minded people because they look at open-minded people like they're easier to mold. Like, okay, this person's open-minded. That means it's going to be easier for me to get them to come to my side. It's going to be easier for me to get get them to to do what I want to do. But like you said, a down-to-earth person is is a little bit harder to move because a down-to-earth person is kind of like you know, yeah, I, this this what I want to do. You know, what's up? You know, I'm I'm cool with this. What's up? You know, a down to earth person, in my opinion, I mean, it's down to earth, so they're a little bit more grounded. You know, so it. it yeah. I, but once again, it's an age perspective. It, it it all comes with um, it all comes with experience. I don't think I don't think either one of them is bad, but uh, it says a lot about a person depending on what they want, in my opinion. And I, I obviously think that younger people would love an open minded person, because. A lot of younger people are still trying to figure themselves out. <laughs> I, I, I look at you and I'll be like, man, I just I just I just feel like you probably get a text message that that is very interesting. Or you're looking at something that's very, very interesting, man. You got a lot going on nah, out here, Mr. Nah. You said nah, the moment. Let me see something, man. I was looking at something. But no, nah, man, I mean that's 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 what's been that's what's been on my mind, man. You know, we've 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 been how many episodes we dropped in the last couple of weeks? This this is the third one in like a week. Huh? Mm, no, not really. Basically, had two back to back. We're, we're still on 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 ep- No, we're on a episode a week pace still. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, man, I mean, uh, other than John Wick, I mean, I, you know, I che- I wanted to check out Brightburn. I I I I enjoy Brightburn, man. I but I, but I said when I said when I said I don't I don't think you would enjoy it. I don't think really? you would enjoy it just because um I think I think John Wick has a storyline that is that is um you've been following it and it's like all right this is it's it's original it doesn't feel it doesn't really feel like anything else and it's just you know it's it's easy to follow but then you see Brightburn and it's kind of like well. I'm here and I'm watching this character that reminds me of Superman, but he's evil. And then it's like, damn, he does some fucked up shit. And it's like, how am I supposed to feel? You know, that's basically how it is. But for me, it was refreshing for me because I just kind of looked at it like I'm looking at Superman in a parallel universe. And it almost it almost at times felt a little bit more realistic than it felt like. This is probably what would happen if you get an alien baby and try to raise him yourself 
and shit doesn't go right. <laughs> That's basically what happened. It was a lot of bad decision making in this movie, but um, for for in, for entertainment purposes, it was pretty cool. The, I saw people saying it didn't deserve a rated R, but it was some shit in that movie that was like, wow, like I don't think a kid would be able to sleep well at night after witnessing some of the damage that young uh, Mr. Pryor caused to Brightburn. But uh, that's that's just me, man. I mean, I enjoyed it. I would recommend it. I would, I would, I would. I mean, I would also recommend uh, John Wick Three as well. I think, I think, I think the um, the franchise gets better and better with each movie. But at the same time, I feel like it's just one long movie anyway. So it's just it's just adding yeah. more to the story. And it 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 never, it never feels like I never get to the point where I'm like, okay, I, I haven't got to the point where I've had enough yet. But I have gotten to the point where I'm like, okay. His fighting is getting a little, a little bit slower. It's time for him to lose. But then again, it's like he's a smart fighter. He's a very smart fighter. He doesn't have. He's he doesn't not quit, exerting so. a whole lot of energy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But it was it was it was some stuff in that movie. Like it, it made me smile just because. I mean, it's Keanu Reeves, and like we, you know, how people be posting on Twitter. This how this how old I you know this is my age. This how old I am. I just kind of look at Keanu Reeves like, damn, like yeah. I literally remember like watching Bill and Ted and like Bill and Ted would come on and I'd be like, okay, I'm ready to watch this whole fucking movie. And that's, that shit was legit. <laughs> like really watching that shit. Isn't really it why he went from like Bill and Ted to Speed to like The Matrix to John Wick? <laughs> yeah, that boy, man, he's, he's had some transformation, bro. But all in all, I think he's still the Bill and Ted. He still has that Bill and Ted core like when you hear him talk you could tell that he's just like this this free-spirited guy like his acting isn't the best it never was but i mean he's just he, dude. He, there you go there you go it works it works and um and while i'm at it i, I would uh i would say you i seen that you was watching something on uh, netflix called the shop was it was that, was that netflix or hbo no that was hbo oh okay what's that about that's the whole Le- LeBron thing where he gets these celebs around and they talk about culture. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That boy LeBron, man, he's something special, man. He's something special, bro. Hey, wherever he, he goes, he went he and goes, made man. money, bro. You say what? Say so he got out there and he made money. Yeah, he made money, man. He don't give a fuck, man. He just. You look at the Lakers organization, you you just just like, man, what's going on? What is going on? He he wherever man, he goes. Shambles. You got niggas out here lying, talking about Kobe was trying to get have interviews with Heath Ledger. What is he talking about? <laughs> Bro, after Heath Ledger had been dead. Like, why? I don't know, man. It's just it's it's Hollywood, bro. And everybody knows right now, I hate Hollywood so much. Like, I enjoy what I can get, man. But I was watching, I was watching uh, that this last season of The Flash, man. Oh God, I'm talking about the writing was just horrible. Just looking at the costumes and just, I'm like, good lord. Like, I'm watching this stuff and it's like, is this Nickelodeon? This is Nickelodeon for adults. And it was embarrassing. I'm like, <laughs> these actors really sign up to participate in this bullshit? I would be ashamed of myself. 
But on the high on a high note, I mean, Netflix has a show on there, um, Dead to Me, with um with Kelly Bundy. Oh, legit! It's a legit mm-hmm. show, man. It's a, it's a good writing, man. Check it out if you have a chance. Uh-huh. Oh, you said you have? I didn't. I didn't finish it. I fell asleep on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's legit, man. It's but legit. I'm a, I'm a sleepy person, so I take a lot of naps. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've noticed that about you, man. I don't know what you got going on in your life, man. But um, ain't nothing wrong with getting rest, bro. I, I got rest um, Memorial Day. I didn't do anything, man. But it was weird because as I rested more, I felt the aching. I felt I started aching more. I was like, what the fuck, like. My bones was hurting. And I'm like, damn, is this what it feels like to sit still? My adrenaline wasn't going. It was just, it was, it was, it was, it was a hard thing, a hard thing to accept that. I'm just getting old. I sit still too long. I start tightening up and stiffening up. But that's neither here nor there. Bro, that that's how I am. Like, as long as I'm moving and doing stuff, I'm fine. But once I start sitting down, it's like I'm gonna get sleepy. That makes sense. That makes sense. Now, I don't necessarily get sleepy, but I definitely uh I definitely feel like I'm wasting my life. I feel like I'm wasting away. Wow. And I just start I do and I just feel like I like, oh man, like I just I need to stretch, I need to get up, but sometimes you just gotta lay down, man. Can't you can't you can't fight it, you can't fight it all the time, bro. Can't be out here like John Wick, bro. Sometimes you gotta rest. You gotta rest, man. Like, like but, John Wick and Frank Castle. Man, John Wick and Frank Castle on another level, man. But man, what you got, man? You got words of advice for us, man? You know, I always keep something up my sleeve. I actually, I actually don't have anything up my sleeve at all. So I'm just gonna. Wow. Let me see something. Okay, well then, my words of advice would go: some of the most successful people are the most humblest people on earth. So to be successful, there has to be a correlation with being humble. Find it. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting, man. Well, my 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 words of advice doesn't connect to that. I just I would just simply say, um, just remember that uh, true love conquers all. And um, I, I understand that we we do stay we we are living in in times where relationships aren't the hardest things to keep together, but. I mean, if it's real, it's real. If it ain't, it ain't. You know, that fake shit, it don't, it, that fake shit doesn't last the test of time. That fake shit fall apart. It doesn't last. So if, if it's real, it's real, man. And uh, I, I ain't saying it don't, you know, you got to know when to give up. You got to know when to let go. But at the same time, man, you, you know when it's real. And if you can't tell me, maybe it's just not for you. And I thoroughly believe that it is not for everybody. That is just a simple fact. And I know people hate to embrace that, but that's, you know, the, the, let's look at life through a, a, a lens that provides clarity rather than more stress, if that makes sense. And that's all I got, bro. What's going on, brother? That's all I got. I'm being, I'm being awesome this yeah, weekend, well, man. So. The adventures what? of Willie Fonzarelli. <laughs> no, no, not basketball tournament, man. So you know, I got to do the father thing, man. Trying to be, I'm trying to be a good, I'm trying to be a good dad, man. Your, your, your time is coming. <laughs> My time is coming, yes, sir. Your time is coming. And with that being said, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization. 
people had craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary 